Hey church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Amen, amen, amen. How many of you are thankful to be in church this morning? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad to be in church this morning. Maybe introduce yourself. Tell them your name. You can go ahead, introduce yourself to the person next to you. It's good. JP. Amen, 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 amen. Well, we're so glad to be together. Amen? Worship was so good. Come on, how many of you are thankful that we get to just rest in the presence of God together? Uh, my name is JP, the pastor here at Oasis. We're so glad for any of you that this is your first time being here today. Can you just do me a favor? Can you just slip your hand up right now if this is your first time? Slip your hand up right now. Don't be shy. Yes. Welcome, 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 welcome. We're so glad you're here today. We just hope that you feel loved and you feel the presence of God. That's what you feel in this place right now. It's the presence of a good God that loves people. Amen? Hey, I want to just give a special welcome to somebody in the house today. Uh, there are many men and women in this city that have gone way ahead of Rach and I and our team here and our church here that have given their lives to serving this city. And um, I had the privilege of sitting with, with one of them this week and uh, we had a great conversation and a great burger. It was really good. Um, and, and got some extended time, connected some dots, come to find out that he actually has known uh, the church where my parents moved from Pittsburgh to Chicago, where my dad was a youth pastor at. He, he knew them and knew them well 35 years ago. So uh, Bishop Ed Peters here with us. Can you stand up, please, and, and your grandson? Stand up. Can we welcome them here today? Many, many years here pastoring, planting churches, starting churches, doing ministry as a part of Together Chicago, which is an incredible organization in this city. And so we just say thank you. Thank you for your yes to the kingdom. Thank you for your yes to the city. The seeds you have sown for however many years you've been doing this, a lot longer than I have. And uh, they're, they're starting to reap and, be, and we're starting to see it. So thank you for your faithfulness to God, faithfulness to his kingdom. And so we're so glad you guys are here today. Welcome. Once again, can we honor and welcome Bishop Ed here today? Oh, I love God. He's so good. He's not giving up on this place. Chicago's bright. Amen? Yes. Come on, how many of you know that? It may be cold, but it's bright in Jesus' name. Yes. Man, I stepped outside the other day. I said, what in the heavens is going on here? Open up your Bibles, Philippians 2. Philippians chapter 2. We have been in a series entitled Kingdom Mind for, for, for some weeks. Uh, we, we, we started this before Christmas. We took a break during Advent season, and then we've been going through this um, since we've been back here in January. And um, this is the final installment today for this. How many of you, um, God has done a work in your mind and heart? Four of you. <laughs> I need to get to the prayer closet immediately. Um, but God has been stirring in this house um, the truth of Jesus, the reality of his truth, his kingdom. And, and the portion for us as believers is this, is that we have the access to having the mind of Christ. Okay, I'm going to preach today. You're quiet. We have direct access because of Jesus' death and resurrection and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to have the mind of Christ, to think and to live the way that Jesus has called us to live 
to, to, to create the way that Jesus has given us access to create, to build the way that Jesus has called us to build, to know the ways of Yahweh because of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, speaking to us, giving us all knowledge and wisdom and discernment. We have access to have the mind of Christ. I preached last week and, and I almost went into it again this week, but Pastor Charles was here from Chicago City Life on Wednesday. If you missed Wednesday night prayer meeting, I'm sorry, it was good. You need to get to the house to pray on some Wednesday nights. It's good that the body of Christ prays together. So he, he just went after strongholds against. I said, I'm done. Well, that was good enough. It, it broke me, convicted me. But, but how many of you know that we as believers of Jesus Christ, we do not have to lose our minds. That is not our portion. Our portion is not chaos. Our portion is not fear. They're not buzzwords. This is the truth of the gospel of Jesus. The, 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 the portion for a believer is not to not know God. The portion for us is to have peace, hope, life, joy, gladness. You know, man, this is not my notes, but I just need to say this. You know, you know when Jesus came, we've been singing songs, praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom is available now. It's at hand here. It's open for every single person that would call upon the name of Jesus. It's not just for some, it's for everybody. All the kingdom is available for everybody. How many of you would say amen to that? Do you know the things that happened when the kingdom at hand came, when Jesus came? You know what he did? He delivered people. People got saved, set free, chains fell off, demons were released, bondage was, was set free, families got saved. And you know what happened after salvation came? Joy followed, praise followed. Church, we can be people that because of Jesus, because we have his spirit, we do not have to be people like this. That song just didn't feel it today. No. No! There should be joy and rejoicing when you remember and you look back and you remember what Jesus did when he saved your life, when he brought salvation. There is nothing but joy that bubbles up. There's nothing but salvation of thanksgiving that comes up inside of you. Are you with me today? I'm gonna get to my notes. I just need us to catch this sometimes because the world is crazy and chaotic. They're filled with pain. They don't need Christians to be filled with pain. Listen, you'll go through some stuff. You'll walk through some valleys. You will have loss. You will have hard times. You will have moments where you will face hard things like we talked about last week. But church, that is our, not our portion to live from. Jesus mourns with those that mourn. He comforts those that are, are hurting. But he says, come on, there's so much more with him. So we want to be a people that as we live in the powerment of the Holy Spirit, that we give the light of Christ to the world around us. Amen? That we give an example that we love those around us. And so as I was thinking about how to close this off, we've been talking about the word, meditating on the law, breakthrough of strongholds. And I just really want to preach today this, this, this title to this message, Kingdom Mind. May the world see him. May the world see him. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading out of the ESV, so go ahead with me. It's going to be up on the screen. I encourage you, um, take this scripture verse home with you. Man, take every scripture verse home with you that we preach on Sundays and, and read it again. That's a good word. Like, like, don't just take it and be like, I was, like, go home and meditate on it, dwell on it. Let it continue to speak to your soul. Amen? Is this on today? So if there it is on, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, Paul writes, Paul's writing from a prison cell. <laughs> and we think we got it bad. This brother's writing from a prison cell for doing nothing wrong. And he's writing these words. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, I'm not writing those words from a prison cell. You all know this about me. Like, I, Lord, sanctify me continually, please. But he says, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy. This is Paul's request to the church of Philippi. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. This is Paul's words to a church as he's sitting in a prison cell. This is my request, church. This is my ask, church. This is what I hope for, church. This is what I know to be true when people come together under the name of Jesus Christ, that they would be of the same mind, same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing, then he writes, from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. I could preach a whole message on that passage right there. Verse three. 
count others more significant than yourself? Verse four, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Verse five, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Notice that Paul's reiterating what he said. We can have the mind of Christ. Have this mind, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who, though, and he begins to give the gospel of Jesus. He begins to show Jesus once again. Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, a bond servant, some translations say, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has ex highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Kingdom mind. May the world see him. Paul writes these words to a body of believers that are new, and he's trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out, and he, he writes these words to them. And in Philippi, the, the church necessarily isn't facing a ton of issues and having a bunch of turmoil similar to the church of Corinth, but they have their issues. You know, church has their issues. People have issues. That's where people, hello? Like, there's no perfect church. If you're looking for it here, you ain't found it. Okay, newsflash, right? So he's just, he's writing to edify the body. He's saying to them, hey, because of Jesus, your portion is to have the mind of Christ. And in having the mind of Christ, there is now a responsibility that comes with having the mind of Christ. The responsibility is this, is that you would love one another, that you would serve one another, and that you would not only serve those that it starts in the house of God, but you would flow out and you would serve the world around us so that people inside of the body, outside of the body, would see him. That is our responsibility. And receiving the mind of Christ, meditating on his law, knowing him, may the world see him flowing out of us. How many of you would say amen to that? Like that is the testimony of a believer that people would feel the radiant presence of almighty God coming out of us, that our fragrance of our lives would be a fragrance that is so pure and so good and so kingdom that people would be like, what's that? In the good moments, in the stressful moments, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to take children on an airplane. Like, I don't know who was the first person that's like, we should allow kids on points. I want to talk to them. So, so many of you don't understand this, but parents, you might know what I'm talking about. And some of you are like, no, our children, my children are great flyers. They're incredible. But, but getting kids, children, little ones with all the luggage, with all the car seats, with all the strollers, like I'm carrying my entire house on my back through an airport. There's a little bit of stress that goes on in there, right? We just recently flew out and, and we had like 47 bags for a four day trip. I said, what in the world? My, Rachel and I are chronic overpackers. Don't judge us, just pray for us in Jesus' name. Like, we're like, I don't know if I'm gonna do a funeral. I don't know if I'm gonna go to a wedding. I have no idea what's gonna happen where I'm going. So I might as well take everything. Anybody else? So we take like 40 bags. <laughs> And we're lugging them through the, through the airport. And we, you get to this moment where the stroller now has to be bagged up and the car seat has to be bagged up. And now we're carrying our children, carrying the carry-on bags, getting our children onto the airplane. And we show up in this airplane. We are the last row on the airplane in Jesus' name. That's just our portion. Thank you, Jesus. Like, we are the last one. So we're lugging our kids all the way through. Titus is like looking around, waving at everybody like he's the president. Like, hey, guys. And I'm like, son, just keep walking, please. I'm sweating. I'm hot. <laughs> Rachel's wearing a sweater. I told her not to, so she's so sweating and hot. She's like, I'm having a hot flash. I'm passing out. I'm like, this is a mess. <laughs> and you know, the whole time that I'm sitting there, I'm like, I wonder what people are seeing. <laughs> like, like there was a thought, and, and this is real. Like, I'm not trying to be holier than it. I was just like, I wonder what people are seeing from our family right now. Like, I tried to be patient. <laughs> I tried to be kind. I tried to help as much. But like, 
what are they seeing in this stress-filled moment? Are they seeing Jesus? Are they seeing a mother and a father loving their kids? Are they seeing a mother and a father being kind to the stewardess? Yo, when all of a sudden, church, did we think just because someone's job is to serve us that we can mistreat them? That's for real. They didn't bring me my food. It wasn't hot enough. Send it back. It's like, yo, they're just trying. Yo, they, they, didn't, they didn't come and when I ding the bell, they didn't show up in two seconds. I'm going to have a word. Like, they're, they're serving over 200 other people. And can we all just, ch- this is a word. Take this, church. It will help us. Like, somehow we think they're serving me. I better, I better get everything that I get and should have. Like, shh. I almost said something else. Like, I'm sitting there like, what are they seeing? And so the Holy Spirit said, give them something of me. And so Rach and I, Titus and Eden, we're not holy that we were a mess getting on that plane. But I'm sitting there now having full-blown conversations with the three stewardess that are literally right next to us because we're in the last row. Come to find out the woman's pregnant with her fourth kid. Like, we're just like, we're just opening up the door of heaven for people to experience. I didn't give them the gospel in that moment. I didn't lead them to Jesus. We didn't have a prayer meeting in the back of the plane. Like, like that didn't happen because half the time I'm like, Lord, just keep this plane safe. Do not do this. And like, you all know me and flying. It's just, I'm like, Lord, help us. <laughs> but I just sat there in the most, what feel, felt like a stressful moment. Like, Lord, I, I just want them to see you. So you know what I had to do? Lord, Change this right now. Like, bring me into the reality of who you are. I want the love that I have for you to flow out into the love, of, uh, to show people around me the love that I have for you. We are called to be an example. That is the responsibility of being people that have said yes to Jesus. I've said this before. You didn't get saved just for yourself. Hello? Like, you didn't just receive Jesus just for you to get a ticket. You received Jesus and was brought in, you were brought into the kingdom of heaven, into the family of God, so that you could be an example to the world around you. Whether you like them or you don't like them, whether you get along with them or you don't get along, whether they vote like you or don't vote like you, I'm gonna come to some people's couch right now and sit down. Whether they think the same way, it doesn't matter. The call of a believer is to have the mind of Christ, and the mind of Christ calls us to serve. Calls us to serve. It calls us to give up our lives for the sake of others. It calls us to give up our lives to come and to lead people into the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what we believe as a house. It's not a coincidence that our mission statement of this house is to be connected and to connect others. Hello, like if you've been coming, that is our part of our mission is that we are called to be connected. So it happens first with us meditating on the word of God, knowing God, letting him work in us through the Holy Spirit, breaking strongholds. I was just talking to a brother today and both of us were just talking about how the Holy Spirit's been breaking down things in our lives. We've been serving the Lord for a long time, but he's even now today, he's still revealing stuff, taking things out, doing surgery on me. It hurts, but it's so good because he mends it back up. He makes me whole and whole in Jesus name. Come on, I'm gonna preach today. Like this is our portion that because we are connected, then the responsibility is to connect others. And how does it start? When you start to live like Christ. What a concept. It starts when you have the mind of Christ and what he says about other people. Philippians, Paul writes, hey, hey, I want you all to have the same mind of one accord, of the same attitude, and this is how this is going to happen. Love each other. <laughs> Serve each other. Stop thinking of yourselves. Woo. I read that multiple times this week. I said, but Lord, he said, I said, but but I need. No, the call of a kingdom mind is to connect others. And it starts with us having a heart posture to him and flowing out of there. So can I just teach four things today? Instead of three, I got four today. You think I can do this? Y'all got faith in this house. Real low faith in this house. <laughs> and Paul's pulling from this. Let me say this. Paul's pulling from not just some thought that he has. He's pulling from Jesus' words in John 17. Go read John 17, the, the prayer for the disciples and all believers that Jesus prays. Jesus says this, I pray that they would be of one accord, of one mind, of one spirit, of one love. He prays this. This is the same prayer that, so Paul's just reiterating the same thing 
that, you know, we're all like, we love Jesus. I don't like the words of Paul. Well, you probably should see what Paul's writing about. Hello? So this is the words of Jesus too, just as much as Paul's writing. And so the first thing is this, as we've received a kingdom mind, then the world is gonna see a kingdom mind as we begin to think of others and not ourselves. Very first thing, it starts here. Notice that I didn't say serving others first. Because how many of you, your thought life will dictate how you live out your life. Hello? What'd I say? I hate my job. I hate my boss. Guess what you're gonna get? A job that you hate and a boss that you don't like. And in return, they're not gonna like you. Just be encouraged in the Lord today. I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. I hate this job. I hate this place. I just keep... Maybe you should repent and say, you know what, God, you've brought me to this place today. You've put me in this job today. You've put me in this position today. I don't know why I'm here. It's really hard. It's really stressful. It's a, it's a big way. But I'm here. You're giving me what you... Like, thank you. It starts here. It starts here. The heart and mind are one thing. Hear me. Like, but it starts with the thoughts. Well, like, like Paul says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Hello, that's a word for 2022. Count others more significant than yourselves. I read that and I said, oh, snap. How often do I think of others more significant than me? I think I can pose that question to all of us today. Having the mind of Christ would call us to think of others more than thinking of ourselves. Now hear me, I'm not sitting here saying you don't gotta take care of your life, your, your relationship with Jesus. Come on, this is noted here in this, like it starts with God first, right? But as that happens and then it continues, the posture is then for others. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Do nothing out of uh, just trying to build your platform. <laughs> Building our platforms? When did that become a thing in the church? <laughs> Let the world build their platforms. Like, when did it become a thing? I'm just building my platform, Pastor. What does that mean? <laughs> I just want people to see me. Well, we should talk. <laughs> like, like, we should talk. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do about you and your platform. Do great things. Build great things. Man, Please create structures and systems and jobs and, and, and companies that will change the city. Please. Like, that's the kingdom's portion for us. But it ain't about you. It's not about me. We got to get to a place where it's like, okay, God, you've given me your word. You've given me your heart. No, no, no. I don't want to think about just JP all the time. How many of you know it's fun to think about yourself? <laughs> Nobody? Okay, just me. We're going to pray for me, please. Like, it's fun for me to just think about it when I go to the store and I'm just thinking about me for what I'm going to buy. And I'm not thinking about Rachel. <laughs> like, like, it's, like oh, chill, chill. Like, I'll just, I'll spy her something later. This I need, right? Like, come on. Here's the reality. If you don't think you're selfish, like, it's inherent in us. Without Jesus, we're selfish human beings. Without the work and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the sanctifying work of the Spirit, we're selfish. If you don't think you are, just let me come talk to you. Show me your bank account. I'll, you're spending it. I'm trying to, maybe I am. Maybe I'm trying to just come right to your house today, sit down on your couch with you. He says, don't think of yourselves, think of others. Let each one of you, not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is in yours, which is yours in Christ Jesus. He's saying, have this mind of thinking of others first. How can I pray for this person today? When's the last time you woke up in your time with the Lord and you just, you asked the Lord, Lord, highlight somebody for me today to intercede? What would happen in the body as we began to pray for one another? Strength to strength, like equipping one another. Instead of always just feed me, God. Like the, <laughs> I'm going to stick to my notes. Jesus didn't consider his equality with God as something selfishly to be held on to. Jesus did not, not think of himself, he thought of others. His outlook or attitude or his mind was that of unselfish concern for others. This is what it's like to have the mind of Christ. 
an attitude that says, I cannot keep my privileges for myself. I must use them for others. And to do this, I will gladly lay them aside and pay whatever price is necessary. That's thinking of others. What you have been given, the talents and the abilities and the heart and the mind and resourcing, it's not for you. It's not for you. Jesus did not count equality with God. He gave it up so that he could come. He was thinking of you. When Jesus came, you want to know the greatest news? He came because he was thinking of you. Every single one of you in this house. He had you in his eyes. He didn't care what you did, what you've done. He did not care what you're going to do. He did not care anything. about. He had you in his eyes. He said, I'm going to give up heaven's throne and I'm going to come down to earth and I'm going to give my life. He thought of us. And isn't the call for us to don't follow me, but follow me as I follow Christ, like follow Jesus, become like, isn't that the call of the disciples of Jesus is to become like Jesus. So if Jesus didn't think of himself, then what are we doing? I was so blessed by my son. I'm not often blessed by my son. I was blessed by my son in Jesus' name this week. Pray for that brother. He's getting saved day by day. He's three. Don't, don't judge me. He came back from the store with mom, and he had a new turtle flashlight. It was like this little flashlight. He was so stoked. He was so happy. He's like, look, Dad, I got this turtle. You know. And I was like, son, show me. And we're, we're having a moment. So then I think, I think we were in the car and I was asking him about his flashlight, and he's back there just clicking it. I'm like, having a, ha, kids just find the greatest joy in the littlest of things. Can we be like that? You know, like, he says, that's this little turtle flashlight. It's the best gift in the world. I'm like, son, you're blessed. And I said, he said, he said, Daddy. I said, yeah, what's up? He said, he said, Mommy only let me get one. I was like, okay, where's this going? Um, I was like, okay, that's a good thing. Like, you, you, you just got one. One's good, right, son? Yeah, daddy. I said, well, why? And this was unsolicited. It might just have been a miracle moment for a teaching point here in the sermon. That's it. Like, I said, why did you need, why, why, like, why only one? He said, um, so that other kids could have the others. And I was like, <laughs> like pull the car over, have a prayer meeting. I'm like, oh my goodness. That lasted for about two seconds, folks, but I came home. I said, Rach, listen to what he said. I said, did you tell him that? She said, I did not tell him that. I said, the Lord is at work in this brother in Jesus' name. <laughs> if he can do that, what are we doing? If a three-year-old can, can, can say those things, that's, I believe that's the work of the Lord in his life. Like, I, I believe that. Like, I believe that. They're not just little kids. that are, they're, they're just there. Like, we don't send our kids up to kids' zone to have daycare. We send our kids up to kids on to be instilled the word, have praise and worship. They, they have gratitude time. We should have gratitude time here. We should instill gratitude time here. We should have a microphone. And we, anyways, I'm just like, like, what are you thankful for? Because there should, like, there should be something to be thankful for today. And so like, it starts with a thinking of others. Thinking of others first. Not thinking about our privileges, our rights, what we should have. It's like, man, God, you've given me everything in your son, Jesus. I don't need anything else. So man, what, like, Holy Spirit, what do you have for me today? Who would you have me to pray for? Who would you have me to say hello? Who would you have me give a, a lending hand to? How can I edify someone in the body today? How can I equip somebody in the body today? How can I help someone outside of the body? How can I serve my neighbor? Isn't, is that not the greatest commandment? Like, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your? Neighbor. Love your what? Neighbor. Your neighbor. Oh, I don't like my neighbor. Like, I jokingly, you should pray then. Because if your posture's that, you have a stronghold in your life, and you really probably should repent. Because if you don't love your neighbor because they're crazy, they're loud, like, like, I've shared the testimonies of times of like, our neighbors are nuts. They're nuts. Like, three in the morning. Like, what in God's name are you doing at three in the morning that's that loud? But it doesn't matter. I gotta love them. I, I pray for them. Is this all right? This is what a kingdom mind does. And in 2022, can I give us a word of encouragement? We are selfish and entitled. That's a good word, Pastor. Thank you for that. We are selfish and entitled. 
I should probably just chill here, but I shouldn't. I should keep going. Like, like somehow we just think we deserve everything. We should have everything. We shouldn't work for anything. We should What? What in the mess? All the older people are like, give it to them. <laughs> like you should just have a, like you have a thought. The Lord gave you a design idea and all of a sudden you should think you should be the vice president of some company because you've gotten a design idea, but you haven't put any work into it. Like that doesn't work. Thank you, Bishop. I'm so glad you're here today. Like, like, are you serious? What you deserve as a believer is death, but what you've been given is life. Like, there's nothing else you deserve. There's nothing else you should have. He adds to us. He gives us abundance. He gives us great things, but to whom much is given, much is asked of in return. So you better be careful of what you're asking for because you're going to give an account to it. Is this okay today? Selfish and entitled. Just break it off of us right now in Jesus' name. Like, call it off. Like, get it off of our lives. We want to think of others first and not ourselves. So, so as the world, as we do that, the second thing that happens that we get from this in verse 7 is this. The world will see Jesus when a kingdom mind serves others. you got to be careful of getting those in reversed order. Serves others. Verse six, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Notice it doesn't say he emptied himself by taking the form of a king. Is he the king? But it says as a servant. He took on the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. He became human, fully God, yet fully human, experienced every temptation we face, experienced every trial we face, experienced all the sorrows that we face, experienced the mountaintops that we face and the valleys. He experienced it all, and in all of that, even to death on a cross, he became a servant. The mind of Christ calls us to serve others. It's a simple thing, but it's hard. When you're not getting connected to the source and you're not getting renewed in his presence, it's really easy to stop serving others. It's really easy to stop loving others. It's really easy. Jesus, you know, I've said in the kingdom of mind, we don't empty our thoughts out just completely and have an empty mind. No, we fill our mind with the things of God. Amen? But if there's something that we need to do that Jesus did, he emptied his life for others. He, no, no, listen, hear me. Because you can twist this in 2022. Well, should we stay in abuse? Should we? No. Hello? Like, like that, that's not, listen, that's not kingdom. But we're called to serve others regardless of what we get in return. We're called to give to others regardless of how much they repay us. We're called to give our shirts off of our backs regardless if we'll ever see it back again. We're called to give our lives to one another in this place first and then the world. Can, can I encourage you? When's the last time you walked into this place and wondered how you could serve somebody in here, regardless of how the serve team's doing? That's a good word, Pastor. I know it is. <laughs> I really do. Like, he emptied himself. You're doing all right. Peyton, can you come on up in a few moments? He emptied himself to serve others. Jesus did not pretend to be a servant. He was not some guy playing a role, an actor on the earth to play a role to show Yahweh. He, he, he wasn't acting. He wasn't playing around. He was showing his true expression of his innermost nature. He was the God-man, the deity, and humanity united in one, and he came as a servant. Jesus, who should have everybody serving on him, his behalf. Like, the king is here, like, I, I want to give him everything. <laughs> he comes to earth and he said, yo, I'm going to wash your feet. Now we catch this image for a second. He got to the lowest of position to wash people's feet. They did not have shoes like we have today. They did not have inserts like we have today to keep our feet healthy. Brothers and sisters were walking in dirt and mud and valleys on rocks them feet, those toenails, bless the Lord. 
served. Jesus came and fed thousands and thousands and thousands of people because he said, yo, they're hungry. We're going to give them something to eat. He healed. He healed. He gave sight to the blind. He healed families. Do you know, I, I don't even know the number, but you might know, like the amount of miles he probably walked in his time of ministry. They didn't have cars. They didn't have planes. They walked. And he walked for countless miles to serve other people. The, <laughs> the one that saved my life is a king of selflessness. Show me all the other gods that people serve. You know what they want? Fame and accolade. What separates Jesus from everybody else that people serve is that. Is that he came and he served and he gave up his life for you and for me and for the world. And Paul says, hey, church, this is the same way that we are called to act among us. Serve one another. Stop thinking of yourselves. Stop thinking of what you don't have. Stop thinking about how they may hurt you or how they have hurt you. Serve them in love. And watch as the empowerment of the Holy Spirit carries. We are called to serve. And more than ever, this is a sign to the world about when his body begins to serve one another. I'm so thankful for this body. You guys do a great job. Can I just tell you that? I remember moments when Rachel and I had our children and people would call us and be like, we're gonna bring you food. Like at some point, our fridge couldn't fit any more food in it. I was like, please stop. This is not helping. Like, like. But I've heard testimonies and stories of not just serving Rachel and I, because we're the pastor and we did, of like stories among the body of people showing up. When there's pain, people showing up. I was blessed. I was with a brother. We, we came back from the airport and a, and, a, and a woman in the church said, I got to come pick you guys up. I just tagged along. He, she actually said to him, I got to come pick you up. And I said, can I get on that ride too so I don't have to Uber? And they said, like just showed up to an airport to pick us up because she heard we were flying back. Like that's the body. But you know what's more than that? Serving when it's not fun. Serving when it gets uncomfortable. Serving when it costs you. Because see, the next part is, is that Paul says, you, you gotta serve one another. You gotta give to one another. You gotta, you gotta do this. Don't count yourselves anything else. Like Christ didn't count himself anything else than a servant. But it's good to serve when you can post it on IG. It's good to serve when we have our Love Chicago events and you're like, look at me, guys, I'm serving. And it's like, what? What does it look like for you to serve when it costs you, when it's actually a sacrifice? See, Jesus didn't just come and serve. He came to serve and it cost him. It cost him cost him his life. Yes, he, he, it was a part of the, it was the covenant, it was the promise, but he had to give up. Like he prays in the garden, blood sweating out of like, I don't want to do this. I'm with you, Jesus. Like, but God, if this is your will, I'll do it. If this is what you've called me to do, I'm going to do it. It might cost you a lot in life. Man, can we get over the fact that when things start to become uncomfortable, we stop doing it? Somehow in the church, we, we, this, is, this is not a shot, but maybe it is. Like, like somehow in the church, when things get uncomfortable, we're like, that's not God. That surely isn't God. That's not the abundant life. Hello, I'm preaching to somebody in here. I have, I have like lost everything, pastor. Surely that's not God. I said, well, maybe, maybe it is. God's called me to do something and man, it shouldn't cost me this. No, maybe it should. <laughs> it might. But what God calls, he'll sustain so you don't have to like worry about it, but like it might cost you some sacrifice. We lost our um, heat. I told you guys this on Vision Sunday and I, and I had to stick around the house for a repair guy to come and fix it. I mean, so I slept overnight and it was very cold. It was one of those days it was like negative. It was very cold. And so they were supposed to come at 10 a.m. to fix it. 
and he arrived at 3 p.m. to fix it. So I worked in my house with my full blown jacket and sweatpants and earmuffs and hats and gloves. It was awesome. And he showed up and he was just like this kind man and fleshly. I was like, dude, this has cost me so much. I am freezing. Where have you been? You said to be here at 10, it's three o'clock. Like, you know, anybody else? No, okay. All right, cool, just making sure. And um, he went down and he fixed it. (laughs) He leaves, heat's working, heat stops working. I'm like, this is a refining moment. I know it's refining. (laughs) Call him, hey, hello, sir. Like, heat's not working. What? It's not working. I I don't know what's happening. It's going quickly down. Like, you need to, my children are on the, uh, trying to come back. My wife's not here. Like, can you, can you come back? Yeah, I'll be right back. Now in the flesh, I'm ticked. I'm inconvenienced. It was like a day and a half of just like, what is going on here? Oh, like, oh, poor me. I'm texting everybody like, yeah, I'm here in my house. There's no heat. <laughs> like, mm, like, like the sob story's real. Like, oh, feel bad for me. Send help. Send Uber Eats. Do something. I'm just suffering for Jesus. So I'm like inconvenienced comes back and he's like rattled. I said, hey, it's not where he's all right. I'm going to go take care of it and goes and cleans it. And the Lord said, go downstairs. I said, Lord, I don't want to go downstairs. I just, it's about to be five o'clock on Friday. That's our Sabbath. We shut off. Like it's nothing religious. It's just what we practice in our house. We, we shut off. Like I'm, I'm just trying to rest. It's been a crazy week. He said, get your butt downstairs. So I go downstairs and I said, hey man, like I'm so thankful that you would come. And the Lord said, begin to minister to him. Really? <laughs> I said, this is, this is costing me a lot of things right now. God, rest time to myself. I don't have anything left to give. Long story short, so forgive me for this. It's not about the, me, please, but I'm just trying to help connect dots. And I said, hey man, when you walked in, there was a heaviness on you that you didn't walk in with earlier today. I said, can I ask you, what's going on? He said, he said, ah, oh, it's all right. Like, I don't, I don't want to lay anything on you. I said, no, no, I'm in the business of that. It's cool. <laughs> he said, what do you do? And I said, don't ask that. Like, I, I just. I said, what's that heaviness? He said, yeah, a woman that's, you know, my, my child's mom. And she's got stage four cancer. And I, I brought her into my home a couple weeks ago because hospice needed a place. Tears are filling this grown man's eyes, and he's like, I just got a call from her, and I thought this was it. So I I like rushed back here because this is my job, and I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with her. I said, Okay, hold up, put your tools down right now. I said, Hey man, can I can I pray with you? Can we just stand in agreement right now? He's like, You wanna do what? I said, Yeah, can I put my hand on, on, on you? He said, So I'm not gonna do anything weird, I'm not gonna. Just, we just had a holy moment of prayer. I said, man, like, I don't know what's going to happen to her. I'm going to pray for the best and pray for healing in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray that you feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to come and do. I'm just going to pray in hope. And he had his, I, I have his number. And Rachel said, save his number. And I texted him. And she passed away. But he said, man, when I left your house, I just felt like, something I've never felt before. He said, I don't know what that was. That was such a cool vibe feel. And I was like, it's the Holy Spirit. Like, it's like, that's a small thing of like inconvenience. But we're called to serve one another regardless of what it costs us. If, if your life hasn't cost you anything, you might need to check it. If your life with serving the Lord hasn't cost you anything, you might need to check it because there might be some selfishness in that. Okay, so the end of the day, I'm gonna get through this. I got two more minutes. Are you doing all right? May the world see him around us. May he see a church that serves. May he see a church that sacrifices. May he see a church that gives. How many of you know it's better to give than to receive? 
It's the paradox of the kingdom. We're gonna talk about those things. Like God's kingdom is upside down from the world's kingdom. And somehow we're trying to flip that thing back to make it fit. It's, it doesn't work that way. He says, you're gonna live means you die, but you're gonna be raised to life. The world's saying, keep living, keep living, keep living, keep living. No. What would they see if people started thinking of others before we thought of ourselves? Man, just ask him if you're thinking of others when you go to post that thing on that comment. Okay, last thing, kingdom mind. You know what it does? <laughs> it brings glory to God. It glorifies God. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, speaking of Jesus, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. We are not Jesus, hear me on this. We're called to be like him, to bring glory to God. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All of Jesus's life was what? I'm gonna do what my dad tells me to do. I'm gonna do what my father tells me to do. I didn't come to this earth to do anything apart from what my father tells me to do. I want him to get all the glory. I want him to get all the honor. He is the God above all gods. He is the great I am. He's the one who was and isn't and yet to come. He is the one, Jesus says, that I'm gonna give all glory. So everything that Jesus did on this earth was never to gain glory. It was to push people to the father. It was to say the father gets all the glory in heaven. So as we serve and as we love one another, it's not for us to get accolades. It's not for us to get promoted. It's not for us to have some sweet article written about a church because we're out serving in the streets in the dead of winter. It's not about any of that. It's about glorifying God. It's about people in a world that are, that are searching more than ever today for, for something to hold on to. Hey, there's something worth holding on to. Glorifying the name above every name. When the kingdom mind rests upon us, we can't help but just want to bring glory to God. I want to bring glory to God in my job. I want to bring glory to God in my family. I want to bring glory to God as I'm sitting in the restaurant. I want to bring glory to God as I give. I want to bring glory to God as I serve my neighbor. I want to bring glory to God as I'm shoveling the snow for the 16th time. I just want to bring glory to God in everything that I do because nothing else matters. Platforms? What? Glorify God. Man, I want to get to heaven. I want him to say, you did it, Jack. Good job. Well done. Come on in. Let's party. I'm going to be like, yeah. <laughs> what is it to gain the whole world but lose our soul? What is it? Church, wake up. Like, what is it to have everything, to be right and not show the glory of God to the people around us? Everything we do, glorify God in Jesus' name. This is a kingdom mind. Paul says, this is the mind that you can have because of Jesus. This is the mind. Have the same mind, the same attitude, the same spirit, the same love. This is what Paul desired. And can I say this, church? I desire the same for this body. That we would be a people that know God, serve others, connected, and connecting others to the life-giving waters. God's holy present. Amen? 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 Amen. Just stand to your feet. We're going to pray for this today, just this final installment of Kingdom Mind. We'll probably come back to this at some point this year. But if you're here today and you want this mind, you want a, a mind-filled with Christ, if you want to walk in humility, if you want to be a person that humbles yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may be exalted, exalt you in due time, if you want that, just open up your hands to him right now. It's an act of faith. You're saying, Father, I want this. I need this heart. He gives good gifts to those that ask. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I pray for the mind of Christ to take full authority in our lives. <laughs> that we would be a people that know you, know your ways, know your word. That we'd be a people that say yes to the surgeon's knife, the, the areas in our lives where you want to work on. But we would also be a people that come in under the authority of heaven and serve one another, love one another, care for one another, sacrifice for one another.
so that, Father, you can get glory. You can get honor. You can get all the praise. So I pray, Father, that you would help us by the Holy Spirit. Help us. Help us to, to follow these words. And thank you, Jesus, that we have an example in you. We have a mighty example in you that you did this for us. And in return, Jesus, we just want to follow you. So Holy Spirit, work in our lives. Have your way in our lives. We give you all authority and all power. And we say, God, continue to do a work only you can do here and among us, we pray. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says. One thing before we go, can you just stretch your hands out to Bishop Ed and his grandson? We just want to pray a blessing. There's a lot of things he's doing today in this city, both of them, that they're going to just need the presence of God and the equipping of the Holy Spirit more than ever. So Holy Spirit, we bless these incredible men of faith. We thank you for the Bishop God here today. We thank you, Father, for the example, the example, the mighty example of giving his life to you and to others. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, divine empowerment, divine wisdom, divine strength as they're continuing to go about this city to minister to people, to show people you. And so meet every one of their needs, continue to uplift them. God, in, in their times with you, may they just be um, charged with faith. May they just be plugged in to all that you're doing and saying. So thank you for them. We bless them. We love you and we thank you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, everybody says, amen, amen. Come on, can we give Jesus some praise?